Welcome, 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 welcome to episode 7 of the Masterclass. I am Double S. I'm joined here today by Zella. Zella, say what's up to the people. What's up, man, people? Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are listening. Thank you for taking the time for chiming in. And hopefully we'll drop some dimes in due today. Just going to make a quick PSA as I do at the start of every episode. The Masterclass is available on Amazon Music, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We also have a Patreon. If you type in www.patreon.com forward slash masterclass993, that is us. For only £5 a month, €5 or $5, depending on where you are in the world, you get access to unreleased unreleased episode exclusive video clips and all my unreleased music videos i haven't released within the past couple years so episode seven here we are it's been a journey and um we've got zilla here talking to us about financial literacy and um it should be a banger should be interesting to say the least so let's kick it straight off yes so today topic is about financial literacy and i think for me personally is one of the most important thing that anyone should learn and unfortunately we're not trying to bash anybody but school don't really teach financial literacy so the the way you develop finance or the way you learn finance is from your spending habit or from a learned behavior i.e. your parents whosoever you grew up around and that's where it is so the the the, the main thing for financial literacy is if you plan well because there's there's a lot of things you can't predict but definitely finance you can't predict because if the inflation or deflation and interest rate depending on which way it swings you always gonna and then every time you've got inflation or a deflation the currency loses value so, so so can i ask you a question what does financial literacy mean what does it mean just to start everyone off at home so we're all on so the same page financial literacy is is you literate about spending or uh, looking after your money and uh, basically you you 90 percent of the time we don't understand the language that money speaks the only way we understand how money speaks is because we work for money but money language is money like to be worked for you money is known as a workhorse or a mule or a slave if that's not a derogative term to use when it comes on to money money travel different time zones in different in seconds yeah because it's a currency right and it, it's a digital currency all right say for example yeah you anybody can create a, a a cryptocurrency right okay so you can crypt create a cryptocurrency called double s and zilla or masterclass yes yeah and you say to i don't know one of your brethren or your fans look i've got a cryptocurrency selling it and they said oh well i would you because you, i read you you know as i'll buy that cryptocurrency for 10 pounds yeah then all of a sudden now your cryptocurrency worth 10 pound per 10 pound per one yeah then it depending on what is the thingy and the reason why people spend money the way they do because they don't they don't want to feel left out of what the thing is that is going around so financial literacy to answer your question is basically just to understand the money or 
the thing that you actually get up every day out of your bed for because nobody wants to be broke really is it of course not no one wants to be broke 100% so if, if, if you working hard for this thing why don't you need to understand that you know alright like for example we're going to look at the basic 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 principle of finance right okay but we're going to talk to it from a, a perspective that 99.99% of people understand it. So the, the the general consensus of how we understand finance and how we understand money is the rule and the principle is you go to school, you get a good education. Yeah. From the good education, you have a 90% chance of getting a good job. Mm-hmm. And from that good job, you get a good pension. Yeah, that's the shit they sell us. Yeah. Well, it works for a time. You see, when it was the in, when the industrial age coming. What what year what years what years are we talking about? The industrial age started from the. I would say the boom started from the eighteen hundreds then. Okay, the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Like one one of the previous episodes we talk about um, eighteen ninety seven when they have the the sixty sixty the the, the fleet of sixty electric cars. Yeah taxi in America at that time and then a hundred and something years later we're going back to the same old model that electric cars was around then because it was in, in expensive to produce then and a hundred and something years later it's still expensive to produce but the thing is because the idea was new yeah. it was cheaper to create combustion engine in the 20th century i.e. Henry Ford and them man mastered the game when they start making Model T and all of these things. So there was a production line. So then everybody gone into combustion making engine cars. Yeah. So electric cars kind of get slumped to the back of the line. And a hundred years later, we're back to the same place where we was a hundred years ago. Yeah. It's the same thing with when the industrial revolution start, they looking for people who work hard. And if you, because when slavery over, innit? Yeah. Because whether... And I'm not saying this to upset anybody. We're just going back to come forward so they can get a general understanding of what we hoping that people can achieve and understand the whole nature of what we're talking about here. So when slavery abolished, because they was the workforce, right? Yeah. So when slavery abolished, there is the, all of the workforce and the skilled people at that time was the slaves. Correct. So... If you move away from all of the the people who sits in their house and they weren't doing anything and blah blah blah, no, they have to go and get a job because slave is not allowed to work for cheap labor anymore. Yeah. First thing they did, they created a work union. Okay. So the work union can protect them from being ex out of a job because you got a skilled person coming in. Yeah. And up to this day, you got unions for teaching, teachers' union, you've got train, the train drivers' association, you've got prison officers' um, this, um, union or association, or whichever way you look at it, there's always a body who protects an employment of people. Like in business, you've got the um, um, small business association. Yeah. Then you've got the medium to large business association. And then in the multinational company, you've got the government. So there's always a structure. So when the Industrial Revolution started, 
and slavery abolished. Now you've got all of these people. Now, if you go into the job, by you get a job, you got a good education, you get a job, then at that time when they were building all of these empires, your money was invested into something else. Yeah. So you now have a, a legacy that when you retired, you have thousands of pounds, or in, in today's May, you probably have millions, because when you started out then, the money was back against the goal. Yeah. So every dollar or every pound you have, if you've got a pound, you could go to the bank and you can cash it in for the gold that you, you the, the, the money valued at. Yeah. In 1974, President Nixon changed the, the gold standard to fiat currency. So basically, the American dollar does not back against anything. Raw. So when, that's why the, the, the Federal Reserve, which is the bank that controls the, the currency, they can't just go randomly print money and then it's a bank allowed to raise the interest rate to bring back that money that they just throw out there. So then what do you think about like when countries are in debt, like a national debt? The national debt because it's the banks who run the country. Even in England, banks of England who make the decision how much interest rate you get when inflation goes up and when inflation comes down. If they don't say nothing, then you just lay whatever, whatever. But NYSE school, the holidays are called bank holidays. Because the bank celebrates whenever they make some a big win. You don't make the... Because, all right, if you look at it from a, 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 another standpoint, yeah, we have situations in every possible way of understanding life within itself. So we've been conditioned to go and work for money. Yeah. But then at not at any given time you was taught... How to? I mean, indirectly you were taught how to work for money because when you go to school, you learn different things, right? Yeah. And when you get to a certain stage, you choose what you want to become, whether you want to become a lawyer or a doctor or a teacher or a judge or a barrister or a nurse or whatever profession you choose to go into, right? Yeah. But you're still looking to somebody for that employment. Of course. So, so now the person who is giving you that employment, he's trading their money for your time. Yeah. Hence why the 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 quote or the, the the saying goes, time is money. Yeah. But time is not money and money is not time. Money is money and time is time. The difference is you sell time. The currency you have is time and you sell it or you trade it for money. Yeah. In order for you to earn more money, you trade more time, but you only got 24 hours in a day. Yeah. And if you have to break it down in three slots, you've got eight hours for working, um, that's why it's called a nine-to-five, then you've got a eight hour to sleep, and then you've got a eight hours to do all the other stuff. So if you trade 12 hours out of that thingy because you work at a job that takes 12 hours, bear in mind if you have to travel a two-hour journey, one hour in and one hour out, that's 14 hours you just give away in day one. Yeah. You cannot recoup that. Um, 24 because when you wake up by the time you get to home and decompress and have your shower and eat your meal and go to bed what you only probably sleep 2-3 hours so by the time week the first week finish you burnt out because you crept in into hours you don't even have left yeah now the reason why I'm saying this is for people to understand the, the language that money speak yeah now 
we've we've developed a principle, and because we hasn't been taught about taught how to look after money and invest money and spend money and all of these things, we do the same stuff that everybody does. We spend the money before we get it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Makes complete sense. Yeah. So if if you wanna if you run a weekly um, wages, right? Yep. You will more manage the money much better. Okay. Because you 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 start work Monday and you get paid Friday. Yeah. So you can manage that money, right? Yeah. So you know, okay, I might need to buy a pair of trainers this week, or I might sacrifice. I'll, I'll save out of that and I'll buy the trainers at the end of the month. Yeah. But if you have to get paid monthly. Think about all the stuff that coming out at the end of the month. You pay your trainers, your car insurance, your rent, or your mortgage, and all the other merchant that links to that finance at the end of the month, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem is what people don't really do, which is supposed to be the basic, basic of finance. You work for the money, but you won't pay yourself out of the money. Mm. Yes. So then break that down for them. Pay yourself out of the money. What is what does that mean? So say you work two thousand pounds a month for two and a half thousand pounds a month for all right, say let's do our own figure. Three grand a month, right? Three thousand, yep. Yeah. So out of that you're gonna pay yourself, I don't know, three hundred pounds or four hundred pounds. So it's 300 pound 10%? 10% is it? No, no, we're not looking at the 10% yet. Okay. We're just saying you're paying yourself 300 pounds or 400 pounds depending on what you think you can survive off, right? Okay. So if it's 300 pounds out of the three grand, you still got 2,700 left. Or 600 depending on how much you put in, yeah. Yeah. So then you take your 10% to put aside. So your ten percent of the two hundred, the 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 two six hundred or the two seven hundred, whichever way you goes, yeah. you got ten percent. You take that, so you put that aside, and that is your investment money. So every month you get paid, you take your ten percent out. That three or four hundred pounds that you took out, that you pay yourself, yeah, that is to buy whatever you want. What is that like? Shoes, like anything. Any anything. Anything. Your 10% is your investment because you're going to save that for a year or two years and then you're going to do whatever you need to do. Whether you're trying to get into the stock market or, you know, you want to get into a partner like what we do in the in the, in the the Caribbean and African community or in like the Asian community, they call it a pot where they pull the money together and then they, you know what I mean, invest into different things. That's your 10%. The the three four hundred pounds that you pay yourself monthly, that is to buy, I don't know, a pair of trainers. Oh, if you wanna buy some clothes, you go into your bridging birthday party, you wanna buy him a nice gift or buy her a nice gift or if it's your girlfriend's birthday and you wanna treat her to something nice, you've got that three four hundred pounds to spend. So the rest of the money you left after you take out your ten percent, that is what gonna pay all the bills. The food bill, the electric bill, the gas bill, the rent bill, the mortgage bill, the council tax, all the other things. That money is going to take care of that. Plus, you're traveling um, 
you bus pass or your train pass or if you buy if you drive in for your petrol and all of these things. That's where the money sits aside. Now yeah. when you get to that stage where you understand that literacy, it makes life easy for you, but people live from paycheck to paycheck, so they need to buy something. So today is the twenty eighth of the month. Okay. Some people get paid today. Yeah. Some people get paid a couple of days before, and some people, especially people who work for the government, they get paid the last work, the last day of the month. Doesn't matter if it falls on a Sunday or a Saturday. Whatever the last day is, that's when you get paid. Okay. So you start spending that money willy nilly. So people start spending September money from August. They start spending September money in August. Yes. Because remember, you get paid monthly, and you want to buy stuff in 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 buy stuff at the end of the month, innit? So at the end of August, you're saying, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna need a pair of shoes." So you already buy a pair of shoes out of it. You haven't got the money yet. Then you're gonna buy grocery out of it. You're gonna go shopping, right? Yeah. So the but you haven't got the money yet. You're gonna lend your mom some money, but you haven't got the money yet. So you be, you've been spending, right? So you just hasn't physically touched the money yet, but you already planned. So that's spending. Because once it drops, you're gonna take your all those obligations. So the example we're working from is someone living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Incomes roughly three grand a month after tax. Yeah. Like for everyone listening right now, like you said, what to do? The temper. I I, need, I just need you to break it down, so. It's, if someone watching this right now, they just grabbed a pen and paper and they're like, just break it down. Easier for me. You feel what I'm saying? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? You feel what I'm saying? So, the, because we haven't been taught financial literacy, and I think this is why I need to keep it simple. I don't want to get into the extravagant talk and big numbers and figures and then it get complicated because the average person is going to think, oh, well, I don't earn £3,000 a month, so I could never get there. How much is the... Could you Google how much the average person in the UK makes so we can just be more accurate? One second. One second. Let's just get an accurate number. So while you're doing your 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 search, yeah, it, it's 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 it, this is now down to discipline and commitment mm. and execution. How do you how do you learn discipline? Discipline is how all right. So if you know, because some people got bad re- retail therapy, right? Yeah, they just buy shit for buy shit's sake. I think that's. There's sure a difference between needs and there's a difference between wants. Of course. So when you need something, you would do anything under the sun to get it. Of course, yeah. When you go to the shop, you buy exactly what you gone there for, and you come out. Yeah. When you need, when you want something, you go to ten different shops and you still hasn't buy what you went there for because you don't really want it. Yeah. You don't really need it. It's a want, and you're like, oh yeah, I've got this extra cash. So, for example. When somebody trade more time for money, yeah, they get more money, but then your tax bracket get bigger. Yeah. Then you want to upscale the house, so you buy a bigger house. 
so you now cancel the mortgage you had for 10, 15 years. Yeah. And you start a new mortgage. Yeah. Yes? Mm-hmm. While if you look at it, if, say, for example, the house was £300,000, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you've had the house for 15 years. You probably end up with £150,000 equity in the house. So half of the house is yours and half is still for the mortgage lender. Okay. Why wouldn't you remortgage the house, take out the 150000 equity you've got in there, to buy the property, the, the bigger house that you need? So now you're going to rent out the one that you're moving out to the new one. The old one is now going to pay mortgage for both yards. Okay. But just biting in here quickly, the average, yeah. what is it, monthly salary? Yeah, 2250 2014 it was 1500 so in the past 10 years the average adult in the in the united kingdom is making 2250 pound a month we don't know if that's before tax or after tax so bear with us yeah Yeah, so whichever way we looking at it from the standpoint now so we're in a situation where every 10 years there's a financial downturn yeah so we know in our recession, but because we had the COVID and the government do the furlough, propping up the economy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Since we come out of COVID, we had how many um, inflation? Two? We had the oil and then... No, no, no. Inflation no? itself. Well, oh. we have two. Right. And they keep doing the, um, the, 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 uh, the tax... The, the inflation and the interest rate, sorry. So they keep talking about the interest rate. So last week, what was it? Six point, seven, six point something or seven point something um, percent for interest rate. But that is the, that's what the bank is putting out there for them to claw back the money that they've been dumping in this thing for the last three years. Wow. Can you think about the billions they spend on COVID, i.e. buying PPE and all of these things, right? Yeah. Man is getting this man is getting seven hundred and fifty million. This one is getting a hundred and fifty million, and it's just to buy bloody gloves and mask and all of these things. Okay, cool. I understand. Hundred and fifty fucking mil on yeah, gloves. But, yeah, but look, people, you have to understand that people who is gonna look after people. It's simple as it is, isn't it? But hundred and fifty mil on gloves is crazy. Yeah, but. It's an in, it's it's a it's a price point, isn't it? Where they said to you, okay, we've got um, a a projected figure, yeah. so we're gonna need this amount. All right, we give you this amount of money, yeah, and you know it's been contracted, yeah, to source gloves, mask, um, the aprons, the whole PPE stuff. So then what? Is me as a taxpayer, am I paying back that bullshit now? Well, obviously you would do. So, so, so this is where I need you to bring the, the knowledge of the financial literacy. We just, we just, we just, we discovered what the, the monthly salary is. Yeah. Break down £2,250 for me. Tell me what to save, what I can fuck around with, how much should be in a safe, how much for investing. So at least the average person can watch this and say, I can do that. So here's the thing now. Yeah. 
would say because you've got a specific figure, which is two thousand two hundred and fifty pounds, right? Yeah. The two the two hundred and fifty pound is your your spe your the money you pay yourself. So you got two grand left. Okay. You're gonna take ten percent ten percent out of two grand. Okay. Ten percent's oh. put away. Yeah, so that's two hundred pounds, right? Yeah. So yeah. you got eighteen hundred left. You got eighteen hundred left. Yeah. Yes? Uh-huh. So now that eighteen hundred pounds is for you to pay all the bills you've got around you. Okay. Yes? Yeah. So you've got a you've got a cash flow at two hundred and fifty quid. A month. They have a two hundred pounds is your investment. So that is stuck in some way for now. Not get in touch because the next month you're gonna put another two bills on there. Yeah. So by the year finish, you got twelve hundred pounds, right? Yeah. Okay. So if you decided after two years you got two and a half grand, two thousand four hundred pounds, that's your your ten percent you save for two years. Yeah. You can look for a small investment to invest in, i.e., you can buy a store pad, or you can buy a a garage space. So you can now rent out that that parking space to whosoever, and you start trading your money. So that's your investment. So I just want to go back quickly. You said there's two things that we need to learn in order to be able to be literate with the money. You said it's discipline. And you said one one other one that I forgot. So you you have discipline. Yeah. Commitment and execution. Discipline, <laughs> commitment, execution. Because if you're not committed, you can't execute. And if you're not disciplined, you can't have commitment. And if you're not committed, you can't execute. So the three of them work simultaneously. So you have to be disciplined because you have to see the money. And no matter what situation happens, and no matter how emotionally caught up you are with whatever, you cannot touch your investment, which is your 10%. Yeah. So then let me ask you this. Is there any... Is there any... So, wait, how do I... How do I say this question? For the average person out there listening, is there like something that would be able to teach you something like determination, uh, resilience, you know what I mean? Something that part of the CDE we just explained is they're like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like we want to be able to say, if you do this or if you practice this. So, self-discipline, people can taught self-discipline. Yeah. Some people, they hone discipline. So some things you can't taught or you can't teach. You can't learn that from somebody. You have to own it. You have to develop. When I mean own it, you have to develop these principles. Yeah. You have to... So you can learn it from somebody because if you've got a mentor, they can teach you this. So you can learn this, right? Yeah. Does that, do, do people have mentors, though? Yeah, there's mentors. It's just that sometimes because we don't see... All right. In any... As a parent, right? Yeah. For me, my 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 personal opinion of parenting, and I'm only saying this because I'm a parent myself. Okay. My, as you see, from zero to twelve, I'm your parent. Yeah. From you get to twelve and going to that thirteenth birthday where you become an adolescent, going into teenager. Your bar mitzvah, yeah. I'm a manager. Manager, okay, it's different. Yeah. So I, there with you. We're going through the process two to two. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guiding you through the process. I'm allowing you to make mistakes because I'm literally reminded myself when I was thirteen. 
Yeah. And how I dealt with that situation. So we helping you to manage your things. You remember when you turn 18, you remember what I said to you? I'm an adult now. No. I said to you, as from today, going forward, mm -hmm. you are now the driver of your own life. You're no more passenger. Yeah. So then... Whatever decision you make, it can't affect me because you know... They, they said the, legitim the legitimate age of consent is 18. When you turn 18... What? Consent for what? Alcohol? No, 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 no. They say when you're an adult, when you turn 18, you're an adult, right? Yeah, but the legal consent, the legal age of consent in the UK is 16. Yeah, but to a point, because anything you have to do, anything, bank account, all these things, they, they yeah, you fair. Huh? Fair. You still have to so, open it under your parents. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> there makes you go. Sense. So when you turn 18 now, if you need to get a flat or a house or a mortgage or whichever, you don't require your parents' signature anymore. So now you're the driver of your own life. You can't be the passenger. You can't look to me for direction. But if we would develop this process from 13, you'd understand, hey, if anything happened, daddy is always going to be there for me. Or I can rely on him for support or I can ask him these questions or whichever, whichever. Yeah. Now, that's my interpretation of parenting. Yeah. I don't want to live my dream through my children or because I never achieved that I'm forcing you to like oh yeah I wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer so because I didn't get the chance to be a doctor or a lawyer I want to turn you into the doctor that I never became or I want to turn you into the lawyer that I never became whatever journey you choose to go on I'm on it with you because that is your dream your life is your life remember one time we had a conversation and I says to you if you fuck up or you fucked up your own life yeah that's your choice because you have to live with it whatever you do in your life does not affect me because your life is your life what i do with my life i live my life for me yeah are you living use for yours okay we have principles and morals and guidelines and boundaries that we won't cross because we have principles we have morals and we have boundaries so we won't step into that zone Whatever you do, if you don't make anything of yourself in life, whose fault is it? Because you had the opportunity your whole life to change it and you never did nothing about so, it. So, help me now. I'm going to say a little piece to help motivate the viewers about, like, when you feel like, yo, I got this little 250, this little two bills there. Well, I, sh I mean, buying a couple raised bottles for the weekend or flying oh. out to Paris might just... No, no, no. But my motivation, I just want to butt yeah. in here. My motivation is when I see the money and it's like it's growing, it's growing week by week, month by month, whatever it is. My motivation is, do you remember when your boss spoke to you like shit? Do you remember that? When he just gave no fucks? Or do you remember going somewhere and it was raining and you're thinking, bro, this can't be my life for the next 20, 30 years. It can't be. That's my motivation of like those days will change soon. I, yeah, because you've got a plan. Yeah, I need people to tap into things that anger them to motivate them to understand. Because once you're once you're motivated enough, you'll say fuck it. I'll put three fifty away. Fuck it. You know what I mean? And you'll eat ramen noodles from the kettle all week until the next money lands. The the more the better. But 
this is what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be the 10%. It can be more than the 10% if you can. Because remember, you know, it's down to discipline. If you know you can discipline yourself to eat noodles and whatever, whatever, because it's only 25p a pack or 50p a pack, fine. Because you know, and I, I'll say this, mm-hmm. if you don't have a present, you will never have a future. Raw. But then what? And, I, and I'll repeat. Yeah. And I, then I'll explain it. Okay. If you don't have a present, mm-hmm. you will never have a future. And I, why? Because we're going back to school now. Yeah. When we go to school, they said, get a good education. Mm-hmm. So you can get a good job. So yeah. you can retire with a good pension. Okay. That's future. Yeah. What about right now? There you go. So we always be focusing on the future, but what about the present? Because no, all right. So what they don't taught you, with, and this is where financial literacy is important. Yeah. If the average in the UK since 2014 or 2015 is 2,250 pounds a month, right? Yeah. So that is what you're bringing in monthly. Exactly. When you retire. Mm-hmm. That two hundred and two thousand five hundred, two thousand two hundred and fifty pound ain't coming in anymore. Nah, it's done. But then you still got life to live because your lifestyle has been like that for what? You work in life forty five years or whichever. Yeah. So can so we what? can we research the how much the average pension is these days after Corona? But yeah, carry on. We're listening. So, on 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 an average, you got you probably start your mortgage late, right? Yeah. And you. 15, 20 years in. Mm-hmm. So you probably take out a 25-year or a 30-year mortgage. So yeah. the longer the, the mortgage payment is, it means the cheaper the um the the, the the monthly installment. Yeah. Now, you retire 10 years earlier than... You retire at the normal time that you say, but you're 10 years out from you owning the property outright. Yeah. Now you ain't got that two hundred pound, that two thousand five, two thousand two hundred and fifty pound coming in anymore. Yeah. So how are you still gonna pay for your mortgage and live up the lifestyle you used to live? You know. You financially worse off. Yeah. But so all along they were telling you, oh yeah, get a good education and get a good job and you get a good pension. Okay, sounds good. Hmm. But realistically. Yeah. You cannot live the life you used to live when you were working on the pension. But then. I just want to say something, man. I got a message for all, all members of the youth, whether you're a man, female, non-binary, transgender, bro. To everyone under the age of 25, to everyone still living in their mom's house, type something in the, type, type MH in the comments below, car. And you need to stay in your mother's house. Understand financial literacy. Stack your money. Stack your stack your crumbs, build your pie, and slowly but surely you'll be able. Cause, um, t- cut me off if I'm wrong. It was way easier to move out of your mom's house thirty years ago. It was, but then at the same time, all right. So there was a thing at one point, yeah. Yeah. So most people get their flat early because the minute you get pregnant, yeah, you get up a, a, a yard straight away. That's no longer the case. Not straight away. That's no longer the case. So, for a society, for a society and a generation that feels like they're only getting younger, 
um, we really kind of have to rely on... Because think, think about it. If we just zoom out of the map real quick. Corona happened. All the, all the people started dropping like flies. Yeah. The ones that are still alive, the people that are working right now paying tax, they're paying their pension. That's what you told me last week, correct? So, all right. So I'll, I'll, I'll simplify it for you. Yep. So all the tax work, it works in a 45-year plan. So 45 years ago, somebody sit down there and work out, okay, this is a cycle for them. Yeah. So... You know when you when you pay your money into life insurance and all of these things, eh? Okay. They invest the money for you. Oh, bro. So classic example, you see like Manchester is the place to be now where they're building all of these high-rise buildings and luxury apartments, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Most of them are insurance companies are building these apartments. The fuck? No, no, no. So... You have to understand when they you paying into something, they working the money for you. You just you get a little crumbs out of it. But then it's like, if everything, because this this is one thing that kind of fucked up my mind when I understood it. Everything is like, everything's it's almost a game for the higher ups, but for us it's like we're the rat trying to find a way out the maze. You know what I mean? saying to you now financial literacy is important yeah because when you put your money into a life insurance that is your security but their money is secure is not security i think the money sitting in an insurance company in a bank they're building apartment um high-rise building and selling it for stupid butter so they can quadruple the money so when time you get into any situation but then if you never read the fine print all right for example yeah. I'm going to say this to you, and this is a personal thing that happened to me, right? Okay. So, the year 2003, this is even a year before you were born. Yeah. I know, after I finished military training, I'm going to a war fighting situation. Yeah. At that time, the war in Iraq was still on, blah, 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 blah. So, 100% for sure, I was getting deployed. Yeah. No insurance company in the UK would insure me because there's a 90% chance I wouldn't make it home. Rotted. That's a high risk. So they wouldn't give me no insurance because they're thinking, yeah, we don't even make no money on the policy and we have to pay out. Yeah. So there was a company called AXA. Okay. They use an ex-military man to sell the, program, the, the project. Yeah. The, 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 the plan. Okay. When he sold it to me, it was the deal of the lifetime because nobody else would take me on board. So when he come to me and knock on my door, I jumped straight at the opportunity because at the time, the policy was great. It was, I think it was like three or four thousand pounds, less than half a million pounds to protect my family yeah. if I died at war. Mm -hmm. So I took the deal, but also in the deal, there was a part investment fund. Okay. Development fund, sorry. Yeah. So after 10 years, if I wanted to buy a house, I could go to that money. Yeah. And I could buy um, a... I could use that money for my deposit and the yard that I wanted to buy for my family. Routed. I jumped to the deal. I take it. Yeah. So it was because at the time, my wife had a... Because she's a female, her, her, her installment was monthly installment. Well, I think we start off about 16. Mine was 18, and hers was 20. And then every year it goes up 2% or whichever, yeah? Yeah. Till it was like £60 
eight months between both of us till it get to a hundred and something point. Anyway, fast forward. Yeah. 2013. Mm-hmm. The policy has to go to review. Okay. So when they send me the review, obviously we had the the the, the financial um, crash in 2008. Okay. So inflation goes stupidly out the window. Yeah. And interest rate and all of these things was at another level now. So when they called me to renew the policy, they sent me a overview. And then I realized in order for me to keep the same policy yeah. that I had 10 years ago, I had to pay like nearly two and nearly five hundred pounds a month to keep the same policy. Fuck you know. But then bear in mind the policy I had ten years ago, there's no money in it. What do you mean there's no money in it? Because of inflation, the money the value at the policy ten years ago, ten years later, because of inflation and interest rate, the policy don't have no value anymore. So they said to me, if I no value. When the maturity when the maturity date comes, yeah, I can get out the policy. I said, you know what? I've already made a loss, so I'm gonna take the money. Yeah. They said to me, there's eighteen hundred pounds in the policy. Bear in mind, I've been paying in this thing for fucking ten years. Blood seed. So there's no money to put towards the house that we wanted to buy. Fucking hell, bro. There's eighteen hundred pounds. Yeah. So I said I'll take it, right? Yeah. A year later, they so put they wrote me back two thousand and fourteen. Yeah. They said, oh, so-and-so, we can't, the policies also decrease from £1,800, we can only give you £1,300 or so. Now £500 is disappeared within a year. Yeah. Now, this is 2022 going into 23. Oh, fuck. I still haven't received that £1,300 yet because all of a sudden... Yeah. I was told, oh yeah, you want the bankruptcy register and we need to pay your creditors. Bear in mind, a bankruptcy only lasts for a year. Yeah. So after a year, no matter what creditor they're talking about, they don't exist. Because mm. you got one year anniversary to stay under the radar. Yeah. And I bank- I went bankrupt two- August 2008. So August 2009, my bankruptcy cleared. Yeah. I'm only on the bankruptcy register for six years that's got nothing to do it's just that to tell if i'm going to borrow money they can look and to say oh yeah six years ago my man go bankrupt okay yes yeah so when they were supposed to give me my money 2014 even my name wasn't even on the bankruptcy register anymore but they still never gave you the money though they still never give me the money because that was the excuse but then, with the rise of inflation now, that money's probably like, what, five pence? What, five pence? That money, up until this day, I've never get the money. So what I'm saying to you, ten years... What did you say the company was called? Huh? What did you say the company was called? They were called AXA. Folk AXA. Just wanted to put that out there. So, Jesus. then, we start another life insurance. Decade of paying. We start another life insurance. So this one now was sold to us by a financial advisor friend of ours. Okay. Then what I didn't realize is when you when me and your mom get to our eighty sixty fifth birthday, yeah. that policy wouldn't cover us anymore. Over sixty six? No. Once we hit our sixty fifth birthday. Sixty five, yeah. It's not life insurance anymore. Well, then it's not really fucking life insurance. Hold on, hold on. So I'm going to break it down for you so people can understand. So they, when they're making these life choices, 65 they know what to do. insurance. 
So when time you taking out a life insurance, yeah. it's only cover you up to your 65th birthday. You need a life, life insurance that covers you until death so your family can benefit. Yeah, that life, life insurance. Who would have known? So if you don't have a life, life insurance, you would never have no payments at the end when you, when you pass on. But Jesus. So your family would think, oh yeah, mom and dad, oh so and so, he's have this life insurance, he's gonna take care of problem. And then when time you come, oh yeah, the fine print says, oh yeah, there is no money for you to claim. Fucking hell. Well. So, all of that, and this is from personal experience. This is not something I read in a book. Yeah. This is not something I've seen on the news. This is not something I hear from somebody. This is my own personal experience. So this is the fucking wake-up call everyone's been waiting for. Wake the fuck up, everyone listening right now. Turn the audio up. Don't turn me down. Wake up. I don't care what you're making a month, a week, a year. Save your money. Life, invest your money. Invest. What you're looking for is for financial freedom. There's a lot of rich people out there, but they're not financially free. But... Let's 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 just stick with the stack. Stack your fucking money until the IRS come looking for you. How can you do that? Can you do that for me? Cause I'm doing it. Shit. I won't be in the fucking I won't be in this working class for much longer. Get a gold medal pension. Sorry, sorry. Hmm? No, you were saying sorry, I was butting in kick. What 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 do you get when what I don't even know what the fuck you get when you finish working. When you all right, so if you work for a company, and this is was the principle back then, and all of that changed. So when you work for a company for twenty five years or whichever, yeah, you get a gold watch or a gold clock as an appreciation. No, not anymore. I seen it was someone the other day said, "Yo, been working at I think it was some f- lawyer firm for thirty years, top yeah. ranking saleswoman. Yeah, they just gave her the day off." For her birthday, there you go. and I was like, "Wow, that's that's a fucking shit show." But financial literacy, closing statements: stack your fucking money up, and we'll get into financial freedom on another episode. How does that sound? Yeah, it's 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 a serious. It's just because, like I said, and I said it earlier, if you don't have a present, you don't have a future. Yeah. And you have to start the pre- start with the present today. Discipline, commitment, execution. You have to have some form of discipline with that butter. And then you have to commit it to whatever you're going to do with that butter. And you have to execute it. Don't get me wrong. And then here's another thing before we wrap this up. Anytime somebody comes to you with an offer, yeah. say, okay, we're going to use a, a figure. They said to you, yeah, if you invest a thousand pounds into this investment, I give you back 25%. So I take a hundred percent risk with my grand. Yeah. You made a grand back and you take 750 pounds and give me 250 quid for what? You should have taken the 250 quid. Furthermore, you shouldn't even take nothing because you're just a salesman. Yeah. So you take 750 pounds and give me 250 quid for my hard work, my own money. Yep, pretty much. So... That's not really an investment, is it? If you're giving me 25% on my, my 100% investment. So where does he have a 750 go in your pocket? Of course. So all I'm saying is, for those who are listening, 
I'm paying attention to what we're saying here. Like I said, man, live life, innit? And we've seen it every day where you get thrown under the bus. I've bought property. And I've invested my money into the property. Yeah. And then now, the property sits there. I can't go there. It's not making any money. I've got 50 grand sitting in this property. And I can't even sell it back because the company who sold me the property initially yeah. went into liquidation. Then another company bought the debt. Then went into liquidation. Then another company bought. So for the since 2016, 17, this company has been rolling over every year. Somebody has taken over. That's mad. But so they literally milking out all the the, the money out of the the thingy. And then the, they try to pile on the debt on me. But hold on a second. You owe me. It's not the other way around. Yeah. But so, let's, let's, this is what I'll do. I'll make a deal to everyone watching this video right now. If you want to learn financial literacy and you are making, you know, progress throughout the week, subscribe to the Masterclass. It means a little tutor you through it personally. How does that sound? Subscribe to the Patreon right now. Patreon.com forward slash masterclass 993 sign up five pound a month five dollars five euros wherever you are in the world you make the effort and we'll be able to talk you through and give you guys extra steps but that's going to be it for episode seven financial literacy Zilla was able to you know detail us about the financial world hopefully he's back again on the same topic but thank you guys so much for you know coming here spending this time with us friday's always lit got the visuals got the screen going Zilla, you know made it got bait behind the camera she's got the headphones on right now but you know what i mean so it's gonna be a goodbye from me and i'm gonna let zilla say his piece yes as i said and as i normally start with the good night good morning good evening good afternoon wherever you are thank you for listening i hope we do help you to make some changes and i've always said before we sign out if you change your mindset you change your circumstances i love you the most i bless you the ancestors take care of you peace work good Make sure you change your present because you won't have a future. Peace. Blessings.